From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. I'm Carl. And I am Dana. Do you know what we forgot on our last episode? Joke of the day. Joke of the day. Dana's favorite part of our episodes now. I am really disappointed I don't have a, a fancy little intro music for my joke of the day yet. We're working on it. <laughs> All right. Does that mean I get to do two this time? Go ahead. Ah! Do you have... Listen. I have a whole list. Should we refresh the listener's memory on the last time where they can go back to <laughs> two episodes ago? They can go back to it. I have, I have a <laughs> lot of other ones. Uh, all right. You ready? Go for it. Mm, how about this one? What does a baby computer call his father? I don't know. Data. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how would I have not guessed that? <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want a second one or should we save Go it? Go for the second okay, one. Okay. How about this one? We have time one? to make up. Um, <laughs> Data. What? <laughs> Jeez. What did the spider do on the computer? Oh boy, I don't know. He made a website, Carl. <sighs> that was <sighs> through a slow pitch there and still didn't get it. Wow. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the joke of the day. Wow. We'll keep those coming. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. So um, we're getting kind of back into the t- back to school time I know, here. August first already. I know, but very important that we start talking about maybe some reminders to keep in mind as kids are heading back to school, as you're getting ready to it's, send them back to school. College starts pretty soon, huh? That, yeah, that'd be a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And August. And most schools start back after after Labor Day, so well, uh, time to start getting school supplies ready for our great state. Right. We broadcast outside yeah. of our state as well. So um, whoever is going back to school, let's talk about some tips. So, I mean, not only like, so with my kids, so now I have a middle schooler. Just starting middle school? Yep. Oh, it's First year. And uh, he is, uh, I can't even imagine. He's got his own locker this year. Mm, got to remember a combination. Does he have a phone? No. Funny part about that is okay. that has been the talk lately. Sure. I want a phone, Dad. I want a phone, Dad. Why? Why do you need a phone? Well, so I can call uh, so you know where I'm at. Mm, no. I, I'm i okay with knowing where you're at if you tell me where you're going to be and you actually go there. And then he goes, well, I, I want to play games. Oh, well, you have an iPad. Why can't you play games on your iPad? But he can't call his buddies. Granted, he'll be 12 in a couple months. My cutoff age or my start age for an iPhone will be 13. Mm-hmm. He wants one now. So it's already starting. Mm-hmm. Middle school. Good luck for the next year. It's a fight. I'm going to win that fight. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> guess who's guess who's got to pay for it? Not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, are you watching for uh, what is it? WhatsApp that you don't have to have a phone number for on his iPad? Yeah, WhatsApp, text now, all that mm-hmm. stuff. He, yeah, you can do t- even well. He doesn't have a Facebook page. Um, but yeah, you can call through all those. All those texting apps, you know. Tricky. But one thing you got to be aware of, I mean, the biggest thing you got to be aware of, going back to school, cyberbullying, one of the biggest things to be aware of, mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying to get back to the tech stuff and, and 
you know, meeting new friends. Maybe your, your kids are changing schools or in my case, you know, middle school, um, going into that teen years, um, you know, things are going to pop up that haven't popped up before, uh, that are going to be, you know, new adventures for families to try to mitigate, um, in the tech world. And I don't know what this year's going to bring. I'm nervous. <laughs> It'll be okay. Oh, I hope so. Ah, I think a really good way to start talking about that just for, for families in general is, um, appropriate tech use and talking about what's appropriate, what's expected for you as a parent, um, for your, for your child when they're interacting with people online. You know, we have a lot of kids that are using tech as part of their school devices now. Right. And that's where we see a lot of the cyberbullying take place. Um, so that's one of the things that we really want to make sure parents are paying attention to with their kids is, is appropriate communication and knowing what's inappropriate and, and paying attention to the fact that there's another person on the other side of that screen right. and that they're going to um, have a response or, you know, feelings um, about whatever it is that's being said to them, good or bad. Yeah, and whether, whatever website they're communicating on or they're directing their buddies on, it's um, it's something that every parent needs to be cognizant about. You know, we preach it all the time on the PKO podcast about getting to know what your son or daughter is doing on their device and, and when they're doing it and how they're doing it and sitting down with them and trying to educate yourself along with them, making them educate you essentially as to what's going on. And that way you can kind of spy on what, you know, what, what they're doing. So mm-hmm. um, very important part of, of them moving on in their tech world. Well, and I think too, you mentioned if, if one of your kiddos is starting middle school here, um, going into a new either middle school or high school or even just getting a new device, that's a really good time for us as parents to say, all right, let's let's put a contract in writing here about what is acceptable and what's not. And I know that seems a little geeky and people might kind of scoff at it, yeah. but it's a really good way to set your expectations down, make everybody sign off on that, and then it gives you a good thing to refer back to later when we say, all right, we need to calm down after whatever incident may have happened and go back and talk about what we agreed to and why and what the consequences might be if this happened. Much like a job contract, you can make it reward-based too. So if you Mm -hmm. go an extended period of time, you go, so break it down into semesters or quarters. And if you make it the first quarter of the school year uh, without a tech incident, you know, they can get a reward uh, or it's the first semester and couple that with grades. You know, you have... uh, you know, you make the B on a roll and you have no tech incidents, maybe you get a reward, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, yeah, there's all there's a, a different approach to, you know, rewarding tech time and and enforcing, you know, tech time too uh, is so they're not on their device 24-7, you know. And in some cases, you know, the way school is now, you kind of have to be in a way, but um, you still want to try to avoid it. Yeah, you want to pay attention to those guidelines that are, that are out there by the um, American um uh, uh pediatric association they they kind of set guidelines for different age groups as far as what we should be aiming at for for amounts of tech time for our kids and they specify what that involves as well so if they're using it for homework or school events or things like that that's not necessarily considered tech time it's more the free time stuff so the games the social media and making sure they're not overdoing it on that right yeah you don't want your kid coming home from school on their iPad and then still at nine o'clock at night, they're on their iPad yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grades are going to start slipping that way. They're not going to pick up on things. They're going to be tired all the time. 
from the constant brain activity. So pick up a book, smell a book, right? You're, you have a master's degree. You smelled a lot of books, right? <laughs> you were a professor at one point. Uh-huh. Don't books have a unique smell or am I just weird? They do. I love See? that smell. There you go. Yep. So um, I'll teach them that type of aspect of things too that uh, you can pick up a book and read for a little bit. I know schools still do kind of preach that, especially in the middle school and, and uh, you know, uh, upper grade years, you know, fourth, fifth grade. But it's uh, it's difficult to try to break them away from it, considering you can even read books online now yeah. too. So that's a really good thing for um, kind of the end of the end of the day too, to kind of wind down. You know, make sure you're instilling those tech zones too. No phones in the bedroom, no phones in the bathroom for sure. But right. um, bedrooms, a really easy way to do that is phones on the counter, and then you go and read to kind of quiet down for the night yep. and yep. and get tired. Relax the brain a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, they don't have that all that stimulation from whatever activity they're doing online and, uh, you know, sit back and read. And not only you're, you're developing, but you're also calming too. So, uh, that's a huge aspect of, of how that is. So, uh, so let's talk quick about, um, if you are seeing some red flags or indicators of cyberbullying or, um, perhaps your child being cyberbullied, which we never want to see either. So if we're seeing that, we definitely want to be digging into that, talking to your kids a little about maybe what's going on. Um, And if you're able to figure out what is going on, there's a few different actions that you can take. Um, I think the most important one is to report that, whether it's to the school or uh, if it's a friend of the child, you know, a classmate of the child, maybe their parents, if that's an appropriate discussion to be having. Um, A lot of schools actually have places where you can submit cyberbullying complaints now on their websites and, and those types of things. Right, right. And behavior changes, that's the biggest thing to watch in your child. If you think your child is being bullied, behavior changes is, is a big one where you're seeing, you know, the the lack of uh, activity. You're seeing the disconnect. You know, they're not engaging like they used to engage. They're not nearly smiling nearly as much. They look worried. Uh, those are indicators of something going on. If they're hiding their phone from you, putting their phone upside down on the table where they, when they always used to put it up, you know, things to little things to pick up on that you can watch your child just make sure that, you know, if they're being cyber bullied or, you know, uh, manipulated online in any way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's one indicator to, to see that they're, they're hiding something and something's really digging deep and bothering them. And the big thing that I always say with that too is, is, if they do talk to you about it, do something. It doesn't matter what you do, but do something and help th- have them help you make the decision as to what it is right. um, so that they can kind of be empowered to make some of those appropriate decisions around online activity. So would they prefer that you report it to the provider? Would they prefer that you report it to the school system, um, depending on where it happens, when it happens? Uh, or, or what do they want to happen um, as you kind of go forward through this process. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of it's, a, they're affected a lot by this and you want to try to, to make sure that you're, they're comforted and they're feeling that sense of security just as much as you are knowing that they're going to be okay. And, and, you know, they're going to make it through this. So, um, instead of blowing up at them or arguing with them, you really got to console them in a way and try to, take a soft approach to them to get them to open up, uh, you know, get them to talk about it and and feel like they can talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. So let's get a little more techie now. We're talking about back to school. We're talking about school policies. Yep. One of the things that we're seeing a lot of, or I guess last year or or, um, recently, I guess we'll say, 
schools are starting to instill, uh, I don't know, what do you call them, geofences, maybe? They're, they're, they're putting kind of boundaries on their internet service so that kids aren't allowed to use maybe certain apps or um, do certain things online, of course, right. when they're using devices within the school. And so what we're seeing now is um, kids are starting to use VPNs, virtual private networks, right. to get around this. And they don't necessarily understand the technology, why it's out there. They just know it gets them around this this block right. <laughs> and gets them access to Snapchat or whatever it is that they want to get into. Right. So a VPN is a, you, you can download um, uh, different types of apps that will allow you to access the Internet through what's called a VPN, which is a virtual, virtual private network. It's essentially the underground internet, and um, how you're accessing that is getting essentially uh, access through whatever server they're providing through this app, and you're backdooring the the server that you're connected to, essentially. So um, you have fake IP addresses. You have different ways of, of accessing different websites. Um, a lot of pornography websites are accessed easily through VPNs. The problem I see with VPNs, and I believe it's getting better, though, is um, they're a little bit slower mm-hmm. because they're so underground. They can't, uh, they're, they're not accessible as easy as, say, your Spectrums or your AT&Ts uh, of the world. So right. a lot of these servers are a lot slower, but they're still offering that same access. So It's, you know. like, uh, it's like putting a mask on your internet connection so that the school's system can't recognize that that's you and that's where you're at. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there are, there are free VPNs that kids can download. There are also, um, paid for VPNs that you can get and you can have accounts for and things like that. So if your child is asking you to purchase them a VPN, I would absolutely have a discussion about why they want that. And you would have to determine as a family unit, whether that's something that you wanted to move forward with. But I definitely would would be concerned if they're using a VPN and you haven't had a discussion, you aren't aware of it. Um, that's something that I'd want to have some safety talks around in your household. So a few years back, and I don't know if I can say this on air or if I should, but <laughs> I was uh, investigating a case of uh, a teenager downloading child pornography. And he w- was accessing the Internet through an app called Hide My Ass VPN. Mm-hmm. And it's a very popular VPN, something that parents need to, to watch out for. Um, which which did that put him in the underground? How he got away with it is he forgot to connect to that one day, and he was downloading child pornography, and it triggered NECMEC to send a cyber tip our way. So, um, it, it's things to be careful of as a parent. And there, there, and again, lies our number one tip that we always keep preaching on the PKO podcast to say, listen, you, you need to know what's on your kid's phone. You need to know what they're accessing. You need to know how they're accessing it too. So. There and again, sitting down with them on a Friday night when you, nobody's got anything going on, saying, hey, what are we doing here? And spying over their shoulder, essentially. And I'm just, I'm reading a post that was um, submitted to a popular online forum. And it just says, uh, will using a VPN prevent my parents from snooping on what sites I visit via my router? Um, so again, it just gives you an idea. They may or may not understand 
what, you know, that what they're doing may be a workaround. They may understand that um, it just gets them around that school process. But then you might have kids that are trying to use VPNs to avoid detection at certain things. Right. Um, and whatever it is, it's probably something that you need to be aware of as a parent so you can talk to them about possible repercussions there. Absolutely. A lot of things to think about, you know, when you're not only are you buying pens, pencils, notebooks, clothes, jackets. Do people still boots. buy pens and pencils and notebooks? Oh, yeah. They're all required. Erasers. Yeah, white out. Oh, that oh, makes yeah. me feel good. Yep, that's all required yet. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to pay attention to this tech stuff too and being aware of, of not only um, what tech devices they've got, but how they're using them, what there is being used on them as far as apps um, and different social media sites. And then the content as well. Right. You know, as they're chatting, are they being inappropriate? Are they cyberbullying or being cyberbullied? So there's a lot to be concerned about and a lot to be chatting with your kids about as they head back to school this year. There is. Thanks for checking in today with the uh, PKO podcast. We do appreciate you uh, taking your time out of the day to listen to our insight and what we have to say. We're not claiming to be experts on this stuff, but if you can take one thing away from what we're saying, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So that's pretty awesome. You can find us at protectkidsonlinewi.gov. You want more information, submit a question or uh, just want to say hi. We're here to listen. Go ahead and rate us on iTunes or Google Play Store. Let us know how we're doing. You can also make comments there too. So feel free to do all that stuff. Stay safe.